Happy New Year! Happy New Year! We made happy, it, yo! Happy 2020! Yo! Clink, you gotta look Ooh. in the eye. Good God. <laughs> Clink, <laughs> I look in the eye. Okay. I look in the eye. It is 2020. Oh. We are here. Um, and just the other day, we were actually just talking about and thinking about resolutions, goal setting, intentions, all of these buzzwords that kind of come around the ending of the year moving into a new year and we just want to share with you guys kind of some of our thoughts on it um so sis how do you feel about resolutions um i don't quite know how to feel about resolutions to be honest it might just be semantics but i've definitely kind of grown to have a bit of an aversion um and i prefer to think now um that I set intentions for the year ahead. Okay, what's the difference? Girl. (laughs) I feel like the resolution thing just seems a bit played and it just kind of feels, I don't know, maybe that I'm setting myself up for failure. Mm. I don't know, but I feel like when I set, set an intention, you know, it feels like, okay, this is taken into account that things may not go to plan and whatnot but right. actually this is it's not just okay i feel like the resolutions is like okay i want to lose weight mm-hmm. i want to lose this much weight kind of thing and i feel that with the intention you're you're you you can phrase it more like i am going i intend to eat healthy or fast one day or try you know it's like an, uh, this is what i intend to do to get to that goal that's okay. how i see it yeah no, no yeah i get that so for me when i write resolutions and stuff it's usually thinking about that end point which is where i get a bit stuck because then when it comes to practically working that out i haven't thought that bit through yeah you know but with the intention it, it makes me think about it forward kind of going into the end goal and therefore I think about the steps that are necessary to do that that might just be me but yeah that's my thinking behind it Mm -hmm. no I totally agree I think I think with resolutions there's something a bit um like wishing like kind of like wishful wishful thinking towards it it feels like um with resolutions that it kind of feels like as well that um we think well for me that was a, it's like there's a little bit of magic that when you write it down mm. something's magical is gonna happen and with intentions um i feel like there's actually as you said a little bit more intent or, yeah. and like an end goal and it feels uh like there's a poa yeah um yeah. with alongside with what you have actually said so yeah. i haven't written resolutions in a while because i always lose momentum mm. or i just didn't have a plan of action yeah. um and there's absolutely no magic in writing down um anything if you don't have a plan exactly if you don't have a plan if you don't have some check-ins etc you need to be like accountable there's just so many different there's more things totally. i will just come it. away sometimes from these resolution moments and just even before the year was done like literally after writing them down it would make me feel more heavy than it should and I don't know what it is about but I think that's my feeling even when I write goals I've got to be very careful how I write them down because if I write that big end picture Mm. I get burdened by well how yeah yeah so for me doing it the intention kind of way is 
you know, looking at those smaller and medium things right. that I tend I tend to not focus on when I'm thinking about the resolution, the big goal, the end goal, the big mm. picture kind mm-hmm. of thing. But it is actually, I think, series of different type of aims that yeah. are going to get you to that. Yeah. Um, also, I just feel like I was being mad unrealistic with some of the resolutions. I would have re- resolutions like longer than my arm. Just like on everything, just on absolutely everything, and I just if you they need to be realistic. Yeah, I don't think you should have a hundred things that you're gonna change because you will just be that meme of that lady walking <laughs> up the stairs with her rucksack, with her walking over the same things that she left the year before, <laughs> and now she's still got the same things in her rucksack. She's still carrying God in her rucksack. Oh, she's still ca- carrying savings. She's still carrying love, self love, and self care. Sis, sis, you keep walking up the stairs, like, you keep climbing over the same stuff. And I just think it's because sometimes <laughs> we have, well, I, I speak for myself, my list was so long and so unrealistic that it's, you can overestimate how much you can do in a, a year, but also that. don't underestimate how much you can actually get done in a year. Gosh, but then this is why I think, you know, you were speaking about magic, but sometimes it feels like there's this weird, unspoken kind of sweet spot when it comes to goal writing and resolution setting because you're right you know how do you know that you're not overestimating or underestimating when you are setting up these these resolutions these goals I would write these goals down and genuinely in my heart of hearts I felt like I wasn't going to hit these Mm -hmm. I wasn't going to make these and so for the last the last handful of years I've definitely stepped away from doing resolutions for a minute there I did nothing I didn't. I did not set any goal. My goal was to make it through. Right. <laughs> make it through and that's, with my that's faith and my health. <laughs> that was it, that's you know. Solid um but recently, say the last um just over a couple of years, I've been yeah, coming up with intentions for yeah. the year. You know, how do I intend to live it? What what right. what what am I what am I and not just okay what are my goals for the year but actually you know let's let's we can expand those questions i feel like that's the overarching main question that yeah. always gets asked like what do you want to achieve this year okay well actually you know how do you see yourself living this year like um what are any words that come to mind you know for example mm-hmm. when it comes to you know how you want this year to pan out for yourself are there themes are there any kind of you know morals or or practices or emotions or whatever yeah. that you're wanting to kind of you know really supercharge in this year if that yeah. makes sense yeah yeah actually touching on what you just said do you have a word for the year or yeah do you I have do. a theme or yeah I think for me for 2020 the word is consistent now okay just to expand though because <laughs> I, I I got this word, I felt it downloaded, doop, 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 in my spirit, and it was a few days before the end of the year, end of last year, and um, I was like, okay, yes, got it, consistent, I get it, I need to be consistent. I kept, you know, feeling like, okay, change is created by me being consistent, and it doesn't have to be anything major scale, even small you know incremental changes done consistently will bring about 
a big impact, a big end goal. So mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, that's good because that's measurable for me. That's something that I can do. But then um, also it was just further expanded that I realized that actually it's not that I need to be praying for consistency or to be, you know, to, to learn how to be consistent mm. because that's what I was thinking. Okay, yeah. In my prayer times in the morning, that's what I'm going to be asking for, for, you know, teach me, Lord, how to be consistent. Or, yeah, this is what I'm going to have to be cultivating and reminding myself to do. I realize that I am already practicing consistency just Mm. in negative ways. Ooh. So I'm consistently, for example, eating at the wrong time of the day. Uh-huh. I am consistently, for example, thinking on negative thoughts, negative words that are just affirming um, a negative point of view, an outlook on myself, for example. Yes. So actually, it's not that I don't know how to be consistent. It's that I do not apply that discipline of consistency to better things. Right. So that is... The word Ooh, that's and a word. theme for my year, for 2020, to be consistent, but in better things. Yeah. No, that is a word. Because it's just channeling that energy in a different way. In yeah. a positive way. So yeah. it's not having to cultivate this whole new thing. It's like, actually, I can do... I'm right? doing this. Which in your mind will seem like another goal. Okay, yeah, yeah. I want to be consistent. But now I even have to get consistency. So I'm going to have to go and find that. And then you spend <laughs> time trying to find that. Praying for that. Mm. Lord, why are you not making me consistent? Child, you've got it. Yeah. You can do it. You need to just rechannel that. You just need to refocus that. So that's that's... That's for me, 2020. What about wow. you? Um, okay, so for me, um, I keep hearing the word abundance and it's like in like um, brackets, open heaven. Um, okay. I just have this feeling that there is more. There's more of God, there's more to me and there's more that this world has to offer. I feel like last year, um, I not even last year i'm gonna say over the there's been a few years where i've just been dreaming smaller and smaller um uh, and i think it's the time now to dream big and to think bigger scale and to um uh, think about things that are attainable a little bit out of my reach and just Mm. being like actually maybe i could get go for that why why won't i go for that and it's basically it's just being like there's there's more and I need to get out of my own way and allow myself the access that to abundance and having an abundant mindset when it comes to everything mm. um one of the things that comes to mind that I'm just like I don't want to operate in scarcity I don't mm. want my mind to be continually thinking about lack and mm. and lack to be my motivation um uh, I want to move and operate from a place of abundance and um yeah so i'm just like i just have a feeling there's more and i want more i want more from life and i think if you don't demand more from life then you can get stuck Mm. and you get stuck in your little corner or your little place in the world and it's actually like there's so much out there there's so there's, there's there is more so yeah i think that's that would be my word slash theme yeah of 2020 for sure about like i was also thinking 
about mantras and you know mottos kind of thing something that you could write down have up on your wall you know have on Mm. your phone to pop up at a certain time of the day because that's what I plan to do so for me my mantra slash motto for 2020 is to do more doubt less okay okay just also what you were just kind of saying you know I feel this is Hannah speaking by the way (laughs) I feel that I doubt way too much. I go into a situation mm. doubtful. <laughs> oh, and come on. you know what? I'm an overthinker. I'm a logical thinker. I'm. Would you I say just, a realist or um, I don't a little know. bit pet? No. Mm. Oh, what, what? What are you saying? I'm not saying. I'm not saying what that. What are you saying, no, girl? No, no, no. I, I'm not saying that. Sorry. I probably do uh towards pessimism and i'm owning that i do i don't think i'm a pessimistic person no. per se i don't go around from you know spouting spewing from that viewpoint Mm-mm. but yeah i do kind of i guess have a realistic stance on things um but the doubt is crippling it's crippling and it's yeah. crippled me for so long because actually the things that I feel are set before me to do aren't actually impossible. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing's new under the sun. Mm-hmm. So someone somewhere is doing it or has done it kind of thing. They are doable things. Right. Um, and it's, it's a doubt in my own ability. I believe in the Lord and I believe that he has granted us power and given us talent with our different measures and there's something in our hands to do. Yeah. And I constantly doubt that I can do it. I am literally like the guy in the story of the talents, for those who know their Bible, who (laughs) took his talent and dug a literal hole and took his literal talent and placed it in the ground and thought that that was better than trying to use it in case he failed. Basically, that is that story. Fear of failure. The fear of failure. Uh And that, that parable has been something that has resonated with me for so, so long. And now we're here, you know, doing a podcast about it. The Lord is just awesome. But yeah, <laughs> for me, this year is to do more, doubt less. It's to not bury my talent in the ground, basically. Okay, no, that's good. And it's true, we bury... Going... A... Let me go back. When you were saying, like, going into a situation already doubtful of the outcome... Yeah. It's, it's already set the tone. Absolutely. It's already, you know, it's uh you've kind of given life to that thing already. And it's like, we don't we don't need to be doing that. Absolutely. There's already there, there's gonna be obstacles. We understand not everything's gonna come easy, but as you said, it's not impossible. Yeah. It's not some new thing. And even if it is a new thing, then hey, we're gonna figure it out. You can figure it out. There's yeah. ways. Yeah. But yeah, um, what would be my mantra for 20... My mantra, motto for 2020? Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I think it, it would be something that a friend of mine said to me in the middle of my um, writing my dissertation for my master's. Um, and she was just like, done is better than perfect. Mm. Because I was milling mm. over a draft my first draft of my dissertation, I was holding onto it for dear life. You would think that I was holding the missing pages of the Bible. I was <laughs> not ready for anyone to have it. And I, I didn't give it to my supervisor. I missed 
one of my first deadlines of handing it in to my supervisor because I was so like, I have to hold on to this. I need to make sure it's perfect. But but weren't they, are they designed to help you, to read over and help you? Th- thank you. Okay. Thank you, thank okay. you. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Exactly that. So I was literally... <laughs> I was hindering myself. Mm. I was actually hindering myself because I was reaching for perfection. perfection in a draft. It's in the title. It's a first draft. Wow. And I'm literally holding on to it and being like, it needs to be the perfect draft though. And it needs to be this and it needs to be that and all of this stuff. And done is better than perfect. Yes. Get it out there. Do it. Work. Perfect it later. Yes. And also there's no such thing as perfection. Mm-hmm. So what are you, what, what am I chasing? Okay. And that kind of chasing and mo- perfectionism is continually moves the goalpost. It is continuously, mm. you think, okay, I'm just about to hit it. And then you're like, oh no, the goalpost is moving again. It's not perfect. So you're moving, the, you move the goalpost again. And so you don't I, achieve. You don't achieve. And you're always just like, after, you're running after that thing that um, is like an urban myth that you're like, oh, I just want to yeah. see if I can grasp it. Can I yeah. hold it? And it's like, it's not there. The proverbial carrot. I feel like for the last sort of three, four months, that has been something that has genuinely been speaking to me. And I just kept hearing, you know what? Perfection is not the goal. Mm. You can attain for excellence. You know, Come try on. and do something mm-hmm. excellently. I think you should do everything with excellence. I mean, let's it's a good idea. Up. It's a good idea, but it's a fine line. So- and sometimes yes. it seems very interchangeable, mm-hmm. um, you know, that, well, isn't that the same thing? But to do something excellently, I feel, is to give it your all. In that moment, in that time, with yeah. the knowledge you have, with what you have in your hands, give it your give best. Give it your best. Be yeah. disciplined in it. Be, you know, give it your, give effort towards it. You know, give it the time it deserves and all of that. But... We're not saying that it has to be perfect. Right. You know? Yeah. So, no, I, I do like that. I think, oh, perfection is, oh, yeah, is crippling. Mm-hmm. 100%. Okay, so, obviously, we just wrapped up 2019. Literally, it's the 3rd of Jan. Um, and what would you say, kind of, like, looking back, because I feel like the end of, of the year, uh, a lot of us, well, I know, we do we go into kind of a little bit of a reflective mode kind of looking back on the year but do you feel like there was any like big revelations about yourself that Mm. you got in 2019 that you were just like oh okay Mm. i didn't i haven't seen that before or that was a wake-up call or that was a slap upside the head that i needed let me take a sip of wine (laughs) Because sometimes those revelations, it just comes clear as day. And you're just like, oh, it's me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's me. Okay, so I think the biggest revelation of myself that I um, learned coming through 2019 was that I devote an insane amount of time mm-hmm. to thinking on things that I have absolutely no control over oh gosh. like no i hear but you mm. my mind is just a playground for things that basically aren't fact like, <laughs> you know like no genuinely facts. speculation no. 
hypotheticals, Oof. what ifs kind of thing constantly playing out in my mind. There are legit times in my mind I have played out scenarios as if I'm recording them from memory, sis, and they have not even happened. But isn't it crazy, though, how our minds can play tricks on us? It oh. feels like a trick. It feels like... Friend or foe. Yeah, right. The mind is... There is... It, it the is crazy. Field. The whole playing out of scenarios. Woo. And you're actually just like, you don't... What, what, are we, what are we basing any of these factors on? And this is it now, because this is where I was like, yeah, I'm a logical thinker. I'm realistic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is where it's the other side of the coin for me, because actually that isn't logical. It is not logical. Of course, I'm human. And I think we each kind of give, you know, our mind over a little to bit. imagination and stuff. Mm. But to the point where actually it has convinced me on how I behave or yeah. how I act or what I do next, and actually it's not facts, you know, mm. it's not healthy. It's not healthy. Yeah. But I remember listening to, um, oh, I can't remember what the podcast was called, but um, it literally talks about how, you know, your frontal lobe of your brain thinks, and a lot of the time your brain is thinking in, um, like, it's trying to think of un- um, oncoming danger, and mm. uh, and incoming fears kind of thing. So mm. it's kind of like trying to warn you. It's almost doing like the hazard, you know, the driving test where it's like hazards, yeah, hazard perception. Yeah. So it's literally trying to be like, there's a danger over there. This is coming at you. A bear's going to come and eat you. Sure. And back in the day when you were like in kind of caveman form, you needed that kind of like, yeah, because you were just like, no, there could be a, a dinosaur coming to eat me or whatever. But as our brain as we have evolved and our brain is evolving, it kind of now is always looking for danger. It's looking for danger. It's looking for fears. It's making up scenarios. Mm. It's, it, it is our brain's way of almost trying to self-preservate, preserve, exactly, yeah. and anticipate yeah. Yeah. oncoming danger. Because but now, honestly, it feels natural. Like, mm. it feels natural. I'm not triggering this stuff. It feels natural, but it gets to the... It's, it's the it's the spiral. Yeah. You it's can get caught spiral, up in that. spiral, right. Because I get that, yes, living. we do need to anticipate, okay, this may not work. Or actually, maybe we need to think about stuff like this. But I'm sure that caveman, you know, didn't necessarily get the opportunity to sit there for a week or two anxious right. about whether or not, you know, it was a True. fight or flight kind of situation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like, okay, these dangers may be out there, but what's the route around it? Mm. is there a route around it or am I just gonna have to take this risk and I feel like that's more what I want to be you know I understand we have to take risks we have to also take calculated risks I know we have to think there's nothing wrong with thinking through a situation you know um before you act but for me it's the it's it's not just the thinking that's the issue. It's the kind of thinking that's the situ- That's the problem the quality, for me. It's the quality right. of thinking. Yeah. Right. Because actually, if I am going to give myself <coughs> over... Girl. I'm so sorry, guys. That was um, my coaster. <laughs> <laughs> Falling to the ground as I took a sip of wine. As you were saying, girl. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, child. Um, uh, I don't know what I was saying, girl. I was saying something to the effect that, yeah, the quality of thinking is what I I realized in 2019 and probably for years prior, to be honest. But it really hit me that, you know, Hannah, 
this is a lot and it needs to change it needs to change for me in 2020 okay what about you what was the major revelation that sarah had of herself coming out of 2019 that perfectionism is a major cow who will charge at you Mm. all the time dang okay now let me expand on that because i just tried to make it sound deep and it's not that's (laughs) not that's that that did not make it sound deep um but that what i learned about myself is that i go for perfection in different areas all the time um but what happens is me going and aiming and working for this perfection this urban urban myth you know this fairy that i'm chasing after um it leads to procrastination um because i'm not doing anything yeah or i'm doing something and it feels like i'm continually working and and then i'm tiring myself out i'm exhausted i'm milling over a project i'm not releasing it i'm not birthing it i'm not letting people see Mm. it and it's just like actually now this leads to procrastination because now i'm like i'm even getting bored of this i'm getting sick of it i'm getting sick of looking at it sick of reading my own stuff i'm literally just like i'm bored i'm over it and then that leads to frustration Right. And then that frustration it becomes from comes from me doing nothing, me holding on to something for too long, me holding on to content that I now think that is not even relevant anymore. Because yes. I've held on to it for so freaking long and whatever. And then from the frustration, from doing nothing, basically leads to self sabotage. Because there is absolutely a joy that even if it's not perfect, that even if it's not finished, mm. there's a satisfaction. We are all created to create. Come on. And the thing is, is that, as you said, when you hold on to that stuff, when you keep it in, because there's a part of you, there's a part of you that's like, actually, this is good. There's a part yeah. of you that's like, this is good. This, yes. There's something here, but there's another part of you that's like, it's not perfect, though. Mm-hmm. But is it great, though? Mm-hmm. And that part of you, when it wins, and you decide to hold that in, it's like holding in a fart painful (laughs) uncomfortable you know but actually you know when you release maybe not the far should have used that analogy but But you know what i mean there's comfort there is but it doesn't really bless nobody but (laughs) you know like literally there is there's a satisfaction that comes in the things that you were concerned about and worried about you realize again all those hypotheticals Mm -hmm. all those speculative thoughts and theories and whatnot they don't really come to pass half the most more than half the time come on someone says actually that's really good work sarah that's a really good um paragraph sarah i'm telling you this is really helpful sarah and this that and the other and we miss all of that yeah when we hold back because of trying to attain perfection Mm -hmm. And there's something also in perfection because um, if you start really breaking it down and tearing it apart, you start seeing that you're aiming for perfection. Well, for me personally, I was looking at other people's content. Okay. I was looking, I was comparing about what other people are doing yes. or what people are writing. And I'm literally just like, so am I saying what they're doing is perfect and that I'm trying to be like them and then in that i'm losing my own voice and then i'm not being genuine to myself i'm not being authentic i'm not bringing my best self right to the to my own work my own work's not looking or sounding like me anymore because i'm i'm trying to be like oh i know that this kind of content will get like or likes or this kind of writing my teacher will really enjoy or i'm i'm trying to make it all i'm trying to 
make it fit into something when really like you put your work out there and i know as artists as creatives and even as academics we can be sensitive about our stuff when Absolutely. we have to put something out there a presentation before the board or whatever it is and a professional it's a piece of you it's a part of you and you feel judgment for it's anyone that, that gets have to worked. access it right it's something that you have had to work on um but that perfectionism you start if you stay in there too long you start comparing your work and then you start comparing it and there's no one in that room with you to say wait why are you comparing your work like this is what you did this is what they did it's nothing why you need to have some tunnel vision right now Mm. and just get it done and it leads back to done is better than perfect yeah absolutely get get your work done get it out there because if not you are self-sabotaging yourself yeah so that was a big revelation for me that the perfectionism is breeding, is giving, is giving so much fire and igniting this procrastination. Mm. And I'm just staying there and I'm getting frustrated because nothing is being released. Mm. Nothing is being released. Nothing is getting done. Um, and yeah, I'm just like, this is, what am I doing? Yeah. What am I doing now? Yeah, yeah. So what would you say um was your major l oh god for last year talk about this because i'm guessing you know what it's gonna be related back to the last two things we spoke about so what the revelations of you of yourself were and what your word and mottos and mantras are for this year because you've probably taken that L and you're going to apply it and you're going to learn from it and therefore it's going to inform what you're going to do or do differently in this new year. So what was, in your words, major L? Okay, so this is Sarah speaking. I think you're going to figure out who our voices are eventually. (laughs) Um, But yeah, not not getting my grades or the grade that I wanted for my masters mm. woo chile that messed me up mm. that nearly took me out in 2019 because again that perfectionist spirit <laughs> that perfectionism that was within me uh was just like oh no this has this was not the plan like how did this happen how did you let this happen sarah and i just could not sit with the grade that i got now the joke is when i tell other people what my grade is um we'll get when we get to know each other who knows, probably, <laughs> it, it may come out who knows but we right need now, a bit more wine we need a, i need more wine um but when i tell the people my grade they are happy they are joyful I was one of those. They are clapping and praising the Lord down for me. I didn't even finish university. So when you're, when my sister told me what she got for her masters, bro, I was like, we all got a masters. But you see like, how perfectionism will even steal your joy. Mm. If you keep aiming for a level of perfectionism, it even steals your joy because I wasn't able to even just fully embrace what I got. Just mm. it was so. It felt painful. I remember pinching myself at my own graduation and being like, Sarah, you need to be present because you are here and you're Mm. about to walk across that stage and you better do it with your head held high. The whole thing with perfectionism, for me, it really made it... It made out this big, elaborate plan. And because this is life and life will life you. 
Hello. And certain things do not go to plan. Hello. So sometimes you just like it didn't go to plan. It wasn't what I thought I wanted, um, or I, what I expected to get, um, and that messed me up. So a lot of, as you can see, like from what my mantra was and some of the big revelations about myself, it was that level of tying a lot of my identity to being someone who's perfect and having no. perfect work and putting out a perfect version of myself and <laughs> here's the gag is that doesn't exist it doesn't exist and you know what's crazy as you were talking i was thinking damn this perfection chasing is such a trip because literally like you said it doesn't exist because mm-hmm. who has determined what perfection is right first of all secondly thank you secondly if you're chasing it this Mm. proverbial carrot this thing that doesn't really exist this unicorn then you've already failed whatever you put out is going to be a failure it's gonna feel like garbage to you absolutely and how can you be talking about your own work like that you're not on your team you're already not rooting for yourself right you know and it's just it's just a dangerous dangerous cycle and yeah that that messed me up like that really kind of put me in my corner and i had to be like oh my gosh like i need to celebrate myself i need to celebrate how am i i felt ungrateful i was looking at people celebrating for me and enjoying the moment and i literally was just like i'm here but i'm not here Mm -hmm. because I wanted this and I got this and it does not feel the same. I had my Instagram caption for the great <laughs> girl. It was in my notes. Child. It was in my notes. It was don't in my, like none of y'all don't do that. It was in my iOS, you know, it was going to be an iOS press release right. of, you know, this is me, Mad. call me by my masters. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and it was literally just like, it was humbling mm. for one. It was humbling and also it was a it was a big wake up call that um you know what life doesn't always go to plan um and also and also also sorry um <laughs> and also. also that perfectionism is literally stealing my joy in this moment and how long are you going to let this yeah thing just still from your moment still from you being present still from your now still from your achievement like and yeah so yeah that that felt like a major l last year and has um but it has been insightful it has mm. been insightful into how i'm driven and some of my motivations and actually being like wait a second this isn't always this isn't healthy this isn't a healthy motivation because also when you get to perfect if you can get to perfect then what because i'm sorry i watched like a lot through my dissertation um there was times where i just needed breaks and whatever i'll just have it on in the background and i remember watching homecoming um by beyonce um and it literally got released like during the um last couple of months before i had to like give um, like submit my dissertation and i'm literally watching this woman and she is even going after bigger goals bigger things all the time and all this stuff and i'm like but everyone thinks that she's perfect Mm. 
everyone thinks that Beyonce is the is the standard, like when it comes to like she sets pace, and literally she is even in herself, even challenging herself to go harder, go more, or whatever. And I'm literally just like, you know what, perfectionism isn't real. Mm. It will it will kill you. You need to just keep being a better version of yourself. Bring your best. Do your yeah. best. Do it with excellence. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and absolutely. that, you should be proud of that. Be proud that you did that. But anyway, yeah, that was a major L for me last year. What about you? I was just on that, though. I was reading a book last year called Grit. It's a great book. And it touches a little bit on sort of this whole perfection thing. Just a little bit. But, you know, it, I just remember it stuck out for me quite poignantly that there are people, you know, when you mentioned Beyonce, it made me think about this this um quote. But... You know, there there are there are athletes or, you know, people in prominent places, the people that we see, the celebrities that we see in different fields and whatnot. And we're just like, oh my gosh, they are perfect. They are mm-hmm. perfect. Um, and I'm paraphrasing here, but the book basically was just saying that you know what we do that, we do that because it helps us create a distance. between us oh no but you're a different kind of person you're a superhuman you're superhuman you have yeah you have you know you've been given something else yep 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 yep. so you are perfect you've been blessed you know Mm. you've been ultra blessed i've been blessed but no 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 you've been doubly triply blessed and you know you're abnormal you're 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 not not yeah we're not the same yeah and it kind of creates this distance. But the crazy thing is, is that I've learned that we still try to attain it. Right. But when we use that whole perfection mirage kind of thing, it's like, yeah, but I know I can't. I can't really. It's that pedestal. Yeah. You can't get up there. Exactly. I'm still going to worship it. Mm. I'm still going to, I'm still going to, I'm still going to put it up there. Yeah. I'm still going to say that, no, this is my standard. Like, this is what I need. I need to be Beyonce. I need to be Serena Williams. I need to be whatever, whatever. Mm. Because they're perfect. Yikes. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was a... Okay. So, for me... Um, yeah, for me, I'd say... It was actually probably not getting some things that I felt were attainable. Um, I didn't really get them done last year whilst I was on maternity leave. Um, I'd hoped to set up a business, you know, to be doing some of my own initiatives. Mm-hmm. Um, this podcast being one of them, and um, as well as that, something really simple, but passing, uh, not even passing, taking my driver's test. Like I need to drive. I wanted to be driving before our daughter arrived. And I'm not. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Put, it's just, just put it bluntly. Sorry, it's just I'm not like that. <laughs> and it's just mad because your girl has taken her theory test. Please. I think when I took it last year. No, I took it. No, I took it the year before while I was pregnant. So I took it in 2018. Dear God, that means it's running out soon. I need to. <laughs> 
need to add that to my list of intentions. <laughs> this podcast will be a reminder. <laughs> oh this episode gosh. will be a reminder to I you. I need to get that done. Like, yes. It's attainable. I can do it. I just need to do it. So for me, it was like it is most years. I'm not going to lie. It's the fact that I feel like I'm not hitting certain things. Mm. Um, and that leads back to why for me it's now having to be consistent in better ways because I feel like I'm being consistent in not ticking off these things you know right. so there's some energy there right I need to apply that but yeah that was that was really I think the kind of oh crap I didn't I didn't get that done it was, right. it was annoying to me that okay I, I didn't do this I didn't do that yeah that can that can feel it's, it's frustrating Especially when you feel like, okay, this goal's here again. You know? I'm yeah. Still going after that again. over the goal. But you know what? I did like um, a letter to my future self. Uh, I did it at the end of 2018 to read at the end of 2019. Right. And one of the things, there was something in there that I was like, I didn't get there all the way popping or starting this year. But I'm going to have a different approach. Mm. Instead of self-loathing, <laughs> yes. I'm going to take a different approach to this. And I'm going to be like, you know what? That's just served as a good reminder that I need to make sure that this happens in 2020. Mm. I need to really put some energy behind that, put some prayer behind that, put some accountability behind that, mm. and actually be like, let me put that back in my... It, it can't be in my peripheral vision anymore. Yeah. It needs to be in front of my face. Right. Um. So that's the kind of energy I'm trying to take towards some of the things that I have. That's learned. good. That's really good because, you know, I think the next thing is how do you stay on track? Like, what do you do? Because Ooh. 12 months, a year goes by quickly. The older thinking, you get. But thinking <laughs> about it month to month, that year be long. Yeah. You know, like, by the time you hit April, <laughs> you're just like, okay, we're, we're reaching, you know, middle of the year. Yeah. How do you stay on track with these intentions or whatever you want to call them, your goals, your aims, your your resolutions, your to-do like, list, do whatever? You, what works, what have you found really kind of works for you? I think... You need to schedule some check-ins with yourself. Yeah. There is no point doing like, oh, um, you're just going to check in come December 2020. You need to be looking closer, being like, okay, month on month, maybe at the end of each month, I need to be like, what did I give? Even top that, like last year I had um, a really good uh, planner um for actually for my masters i had a great planner um and it's called passion planner sponsor us or send me send, send me something for free because oh. um <laughs> i'm definitely shouting you out oh. love your planners wow. at passion planner um and literally it breaks down your day mm. by 30 minute increments wow from i think it's like from six to like 10 30 at night or that something like that. to me. 
but the reason why it does that and what I found it was useful is because you actually start thinking what am I doing with my time like it helps you get a real handle on some time management issues because a lot of us it's not that we don't have time we just are not managing our time that's what I found I felt like there was just some hours that I'm just like I'm not doing nothing actually with those hours I'm not I'm not, I'm not learning something, I'm not reading or writing, I'm just like, what, so where, where is that, where are those hours going, where are they disappearing to, and then when you start looking and being like, oh, here's my schedule, and here's some of my gaps, and you schedule some of your time, you can actually be like, every, so, I don't know, you want to learn how to be, uh, you, you want to learn how to swim by the end of the year, or whatever, then you could be like, in my schedule, schedule check-in, I need to be like, every week, I need to go and I need to go for swimming yeah. I need to book, block out two hours to go for swimming on a Saturday morning do you know what I mean you do that and you do that like that for four weeks in your uh, planner or schedule or whatever and then at the end of the month you'd be like oh okay I went to three maybe missed one okay next next month I'm gonna do better but you need to check in and actually be like you need to hold yourself to serious account if you're like this is something i want to do yeah then make time for it yeah schedule time in and be like i'm blocking out for me like right now i'm like i need to block out time to write and i need to be intentional about blocking out that time and being like sarah you're gonna write from this time to this time Mm. and then at the end of the month, schedule a check-in with yourself and be like, how did I do that well? Maybe I need to change my approach. Maybe I can't do, you know, a solid three hours. Maybe I need to do half an hour, break, half an hour, break, half an hour, break. Yeah. Try it, revise it, mm. figure out what works for you, but continually, is that consistency? Try. Being like, trying, I'm going to try new methods and I'm going to see, but you can't do that if you do not schedule check-ins with yourself. Right. Because then you'll keep going like, okay, I'm just going to keep doing two hours swimming every, every week. And then you feel like, okay, I'm only hitting free every, every month. And when you can actually be like, maybe I just need to do an hour. Mm. Maybe I need to do an hour a week. Do you know what I mean? And then we'll see where it goes from there and build. Yeah. I think that actually for me as well, one thing you touched on, was accountability and yes having to be accountable to yourself don't lie to yourself sis Come don't on. lie to yourself bro don't like yourself. don't play yourself yet also don't play yourself yeah. because you also know that sometimes you need others to hold you to account yeah, you could be lying you could and we Ooh, lie we gosh. lie to ourselves why are you lying <laughs> you know that's all that. Look at you, you lying. Why you always lying? Mm, oh my gosh! Stop and lying. You can lie to yourself. Fully, hardcore, and believe it. I believe it. And believe it, and then nah. tell other people your lies. Yeah. Oh, no, I didn't make it swimming, man, because the whole pool, the whole pool just dried up. <laughs> Oh, you know, I just got my hair done. I couldn't go swimming. Oh, God. And you're just like, I'm sorry. Is this not your goal? Oh. Is it not something that you wanted to do? Yeah, you could lie to yourself. It's true. Absolutely. So I think you need to have certain people in your life. And this isn't just sort of, you know... I mean, real accountability. People that you know will genuinely partner with you too scheduled check-ins outside of your scheduled check-ins you know like oh how are you getting on with that swimming sis 
How are you getting on with the writing? Mm-hmm. How are you getting on with those driving lessons? Have you have you gotten back in touch? Have you scheduled something? Have you got something down that you can yeah. commit to? Mm. You know, and um, it needs to be people, I think, as well, that, you know, not everyone's going to be you and, and motivate you in the way that maybe you need to be motivated. And that can be frustrating at times. But I think even just having an encouraging word, having someone either that's done the thing before or is who can it depends on the kind of person you are but I think you know having someone who's done the thing before somebody who's you know quite fluent in the thing so for example I hate the gym Sarah is a lover of the gym but she's better acquainted with working out and (laughs) just doing it you know you're just I'm gonna do it I'm just and I on the other hand I'm like no I don't I don't want to do it no um so I know, like, for example, even for, 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 for my wedding, I just enlisted Sarah to help me out. I actually got a personal trainer and he <laughs> basically walked out because <laughs> I am horrible to train. I'm horrid. But Sarah knows me and was able to just shut me down when I was piping up too much. She didn't, she just didn't, she just didn't take it personally because she knew me personally, you know? So I feel like having people that you can be yourself around who kind of understand your struggles and are not going to kind of judge you or put you down for that or make you feel like you're failing um, because that's just going to silence you and that's the opposite of what you yeah. want. You need some, You need to be open so you can say, I missed it. I didn't go to the class today. I, I didn't write today. I didn't read today. I didn't whatever it was, mm. you know, I didn't do that, that thing that I'm supposed to be doing to remain consistent. And that person's going to help you get back up on your feet, dust it off and schedule for next week or whatever it is. But, you know, as you were saying about like these accountability, like these people, almost like accountability partners or whatever you want to call them, it requires a level of vulnerability from yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. You need to be open about some of your L's open honest you have to be open and honest and be like you know what i wrote a paragraph okay and that felt like a win but also i haven't done the number that i maybe said in my head maybe i want to do 500 or whatever um and you need someone there who can be like i see what you did um thank you for like you know thank you for telling me and being real honest about what you did do Mm -hmm. and uh, you know what you did do that's really good now you can build on that Mm -hmm. You can build on that. You can re, re you can rework that. You can do, and you need someone who. But it that requires a level of vulnerability, yeah. of being real, really honest, of being like, I'm, I made, I'm, you know what, it was. I made excuses, I made some excuses. Maybe, maybe I didn't even do a paragraph. Mm-hmm. I just made excuses, and I focused my energy somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And you need someone who can be like, okay now I'm going to bring you back in. I'm yeah. going to bring you some correction with love. I'm going to mm-hmm. give you some tough love because tough love is still love. Yeah. Sometimes it can feel tough, but, you know, <laughs> you know, I've, I've, been, I've been told I can do that, you know. Um, but, yeah, you need to... It, it requires a lot of vulnerability in someone who can be like, even yeah. in tough love, I'm still going to love you. Yeah. But I want to tell you the truth, you know. Yeah. Um, I think also, you know, just accepting that it's okay if you fail. Come on now. I think ultimately, right? I think if yeah. you're trying at something... Come on, Brene. Come on, Brene Brown. <laughs> Don't Come even. on. 
I love that. Are you in? Are you in the stadium? Are you in? Oh. Or are you are you like screaming from You're the bleachers because are you a spectator because you have no rights to speak to Just me get the tea smells you have no you you have no <laughs> right to speak to me who is in the arena trying fighting for my life getting kid. dirt on my face yes getting kicked yes falling down over and over trying but I'm trying getting back up I'm in the arena I'm there Come on. and if you're trying then even when you fail it's really not a failure like mm-hmm. it does not make you a failure oh. is you trying is you trying and it's you know it's an outcome of that of that specific you know trial mm-hmm. but you get back up yeah. and you try again maybe differently with the experience like learn it with like you have a little bit of a cheat code of being like i tried to get around the monster this way but Last time I did that, I ended up on my face. Mm. So now, what I'm not going to do is that. Right. I'm going to hit him with a sling and a stone. And that's going to... I'm going to try something different. I'm going to try. Yeah. You know? It has to be. Because genuinely, I think the the failing... And, you know, this is paraphrasing, you know, very well-known saying that, you know, failing is not you know the falling down it's staying there come on it's saying that well this is it it cannot get any better than this and therefore i'm not even going to try again but you know what the fear of failure is hugely linked to fear of man it's fear of what other people are going to say it's fear of being like oh my gosh i'm going to have to tell people i didn't get the grade that i wanted in my masters you know but real talk i did my masters you know, real talk, I worked my ass off. Yeah. Real talk, I should I need to back myself and mm. be on my own team about that, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um and that's the whole thing. Like fail there's so much stuff with failure that there's so much shame. Yes. We attach so much shame to it and it's actually like who has not failed? And why are we so ashamed of failure? Yeah, literally, if you're living and you're living life well, then you failed, you failed. hard. You have, several times you, we wouldn't have like we wouldn't have so many of our inventions right now if they did not fail on prototype one two three four five two hundred two thousand and then you end up with an ipad <laughs> and you're like what mm. you have just changed the whole entire game mm. but it's that and and i think that's part of the reason why honestly we wanted to do this podcast and it's not again we're not doing anything new under the sun here there are plenty excellent podcasts that are actually still dealing with this same topic matter but this just really circles back to as to why we we started this because i think we do not celebrate the failures enough Mm. we do not shine light on them in a healthy way yeah you know enough we don't record the failures enough and we we that creates these perfection idols that mm. we create you know we think of of these inventors of old of of these celebrities of today and whatnot as being these superhuman geniuses and yeah of course we have different measure different abilities different skills different talents some things do come naturally easier to others but that doesn't mean that um in the thing that you're trying to do in the thing that you're looking to do 
that that you can't try that you can't do those things that you're already you already write yourself out of the game and i think like you said it is that it all links together that that fear of failure is really feeling that you're going to fail man feeling that you're going to fail those around you and Mm -hmm. whatnot or or that you know that you're not ever going to be able to be a success but hopefully through this podcast will you know the aim is that we're creating a community that that can shine a light on this shine some levity on it own it in a positive healthy way yeah. to reduce the shame yeah you know to silence the shame right rather than the shame silencing us Oof. so that we can ultimately fail out loud yeah. and succeed yeah live our best lives yeah be authentic be ourselves live yeah, <laughs> you absolutely. know so on that note thank you for listening hope you all had a wonderful new year bringing in the new year hope you enjoyed it here's to 2020 here's to failing out loud over and over again over and over again <laughs> start your new year whenever you want to start your new year every day is an opportunity to start again yeah absolutely okay over and out <laughs>